Hi, I'm John. And I'm Colin. And I'm Oogie Boogie. This is Hold Up. This is the show where we talk about movies from long ago and not so long ago and see if they hold up. Kidnap the Santa Claus, beat him with the stick, lock him up for 50 years, see what makes him tick. Cue the theme song. That's twice this month you slip that big nut chain into my tea and run off. Three times. Jack, please, I'm only an elected official here. I can't make decisions by myself. Haven't you heard of peace on earth and goodwill toward men? How horrible our Christmas will be. No. How jolly. Oh, how jolly our Christmas will be. I had the most terrible vision. That's splendid. All right. Merry Christmas. I mean, Happy Halloween. Or is it both? As we do today. The Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah, when me and Brad... Oh, sorry. Tim Burton's The Nightmare Before Christmas. Because you can't have a Tim Burton movie with a title that doesn't say it's his fucking movie. Me, when me and John were watching... Or Brent were watching this, we were like, um, I think this is a Christmas movie. Well, that's what I said. I was like, I was like this is a Christmas yeah, movie. Well, we shouldn't be doing it for Halloween. I don't know, but they're in Halloween town, so... They are, which is Halloween why we're, we're sticking with it. Now, I yeah, made sure to talk to a horror movie expert uh, who is Kara, my, my barber at Bateman's Barber in Calgary. You should go there for all your beard trim. And haircuts fucking great. <laughs> I thought we've done that many times. Um, but uh, she said that this is a Halloween movie, would qualify. So, and oh. she also said she'd kill me if we said anything bad about it. So I have that threat <laughs> looming over my head. Does she listen? Uh, she doesn't because we disagree on every single thing. And you, you pick <laughs> well. one of the movies that we've said doesn't hold up, she would feel the opposite, and then vice versa. I swear. Love you, Carol. That's fine. Okay. Well, um, she doesn't listen anyway. So. No, she doesn't. <laughs> Uh, Danny Elfman, Catherine O'Hara, Ken Page, Paul Danny Rubens, Elfman. Chris, kind of Chris Sander, <laughs> Sarandon, who plays uh, Prince Humperdinck in The Princess Bride, and uh, oh yeah, William Hickey, a few other faces, uh, Greg Proops. I'll give Danny Elfman a pass on this one. Um, you bet you will. He uh, <laughs> he said that writing the songs for this movie was uh, the easiest thing he's easiest, ever done. Yeah, work he's ever done. It's so in line with him. So this is. So Nightmare, I don't know what you call this a film. This is more like a one-hour special, maybe, because it's Yeah, it kind of feels like a like a, like one of those TV specials we used to have. Yeah, a 60, 76 was, minutes? It's not very long. 76 minutes, yes. start to finish. This is definitely a musical, and um, it is a stop-motion film that took three years to make. 100 people. Uh, yeah, three years yeah, to get the, this going. The stat was... Uh, you had to you had to make twelve stop motion moves for one second of film footage. Twenty four, so I thought. Crazy. I, was, I thought they did twenty four frames. I think a I second. just saw twelve twelve yeah, moves. Twelve. Okay. So you had to do that's insane for one second of film. Um. So I I just like to start things off with my own personal qualifier that musicals are not really my thing. It's so funny because me and Brent were both like hey, when we were watching it, we were both like you know musicals. Not I'm not really a big fan. I'm not. I'm not usually. So so I um, I tried to keep like my honest lens, and this is a movie, so we're going to treat it as such. Um, though maybe if it falls within the musical realm, there's a different set of criteria we should be treating it with. I'm not sure. It's part of what I wanted to talk about today. Um, but first of all, in terms of being technically marvelous, this movie is insane to think of the work that went into doing it. Oh, the yeah. the animation really reminded me of old timey uh, Disney cartoons, like the the throwing when people are throwing things. It doesn't quite look like 
I mean, these are weird characters with like spindly long arms anyway, but like when they throw something, it just doesn't look quite right. And it's not something I, I focus on. It just, it just seemed to match a style of an old timey Christmas movie and not something a little bit different in the same kind of claymation or stop motion, like the uh, Wallace and Gromit movies or chicken yeah. run. Those ones are much more smooth. Clay yeah. Animation. More clay, but also the animation is a bit more smooth. So they, I don't know if they did more than 24 frames a second or, or what the deal was, but uh, I couldn't stop looking at this movie and being like, holy fuck, the work that went into this. Yeah, it's a it's treat. We, we, me and Brent were both like marveling at it's you. It's just watching it is is just a, you could turn it off without the sound and just it would be wonderful. Well, mm-hmm. like I was saying to Colin about this, which is something that that really stands out to me that to make it special is that there's nothing that you're seeing here that you couldn't do with animation. So this movie is so deliberate like it, it's a it's a labor of love to do this the way that it's done because you could have it look the same way with the animation but like I, we were got into a conversation about it because i was like what i miss actually in a lot of the animation that you see right now is it's too clean and i actually like like in the old animation remember you could even see pencil strokes sometimes mm-hmm. and there's there's a fucking really nice feel to that where you can feel the craft of it and you can kind of feel the love and you feel that in this movie all through the fucking movie. Yeah, it um, it has like that that heart that really um, it, it impresses me when I know that people worked so hard to produce something. It makes me feel really good about it. Um, so then, so Colin said something interesting about turning off the sound and just watching it. Um, so regular movies were always going on about explain a log and all that stuff and this movie i was wondering if we might think of coining a new phrase i i thought maybe sing a log and natalie who i was watching it with said maybe sing splaining because a couple of the upfront songs like the the, the opening song with the halloween song mm. fucking is cool lots of characters being introduced which you never really get to know but they're fine but then there are some other songs, like when he goes to the Christmas land, um, he's, what's, what's this? this? And he's singing, and but we're seeing what he's singing. There's two elves hanging mistletoe, and they kissed. And I was like, ah, interesting. Am I going to hold this to a different standard? And then I was thinking, for other musicals, are they sing-splaining what they're doing? Or are they singing a lament from the past or a hope for the future? I didn't really like it when they were singing about what I was seeing happening at the time because then after that sing splaining for when he's in christmas land he comes back and sings to his town about what he saw and i was like that was interesting because he's explaining it and putting it in his his own spin on things um and it seemed like maybe every other song was there was at least some or a, a huge portion of sing splaining and i was like i'm seeing it and you're singing it but i'm seeing it too and i don't know that i actually like that oh see i like that because so you think about that he's singing about everything that he's seeing because that like Colin and I Colin said at the beginning he was like I don't like musicals and I was like I don't either but I do like this hmm. and the songs kept going and as we hear the song Colin would go oh you know what I actually do like this and then next song he'd be like yeah not crazy and then halfway through the song he'd be like yeah I do like this too and I so to your point about him singing about what he's seeing there I don't mind that because it's the fascination. He's like, it's it's the whole, and the musicals do do this, I think, with this, like you're saying, sing-splaining. I think that's a big part of it. It's the it's the theatrics of it. Yeah. Um, it's it's is a lot of singing too. about he's what is occurring, right? when he's singing. Yeah, and he's like, what's this? What's this? And, it's, and then he's going on. And then when he comes back to his town and he sings again his interpretation of what he's seen, that is great because when you see how Halloween Town pulls off Christmas, 
you see that the wires have been very crossed. Yes. Right? Yes. They are they are not at all Christmas. They're like giving like dead ducks and like like weird yeah. little fucking ghouls and stuff to people for Christmas. It's just terrorizing them. It's I and I love the reinterpretation of Christmas I, through Halloween time. I, I was terrified um when he when Jack sang his first song by himself. Yes. Because I didn't like that no, song I and I was either. like, oh my God, this is going to be so bad. But, uh, and so I was, then I was really, my my guard was up about like, oh, holy shit, am I not going to like this movie? But then every single song after that, I loved. Really? So I was like, huh. so into the music that I was like, I was like, okay. And every time it happened, I got surprised. It's like, oh, you know what? Actually, I like this song. And then the next one I was like, Brent said, I was like, oh, I like this song. Oh, I like this song. I love the song about Santa Claus. And I love those little guys who go out. So, like, I got turned around on the music after that first song. Well, and like I, I said to Colin, um, a thought occurred to me while we were watching it where I was like, Christmas is this magical holiday and we have all these Christmas carols and we sing them. But there are no Halloween carols. But this movie gives us Halloween carols. Yeah. Which is right? very cool, yeah. Which is so cool because, like, my daughter knows these songs. She loves this movie, right? right and this movie is, like, a big, like... Like you would put on that old claymation Rudolph and shit like that for Christmas oh and God. stuff, right? Like this is like the equivalent of that for Halloween. It's part of it. Like you put it on early because we've, my house is already decorated, baby. It's, it's fucking Halloween time, right? It's exciting. And this movie is part of engaging that excitement. And, and those songs are part of clicking that in too. Yeah, it is a Halloween movie. Right? Yeah, see, yeah, and th- I agree. That is that is a... Yeah, that makes it a Halloween movie, actually, that exp- explanation, I feel like. See, it I, is very Christmassy, though. I See, I you love... Know, but I, that's great. You can watch it both. No, yeah. definitely. See, I like the opening song because it followed, like, kind of the structure of a normal song with a chorus and... Yeah. and But then some of the other songs, it's, it's singing lines. There's nothing that repeats. There's no kind of hook. It's just they're talking and rhyming... Uh, iambic pentameter. I don't know. That's probably they're replacing right. dialogue oh, with shit. That's a big word, and I it don't is, know yeah. if it's no. It's, I don't think it applies here. I think I just threw out a musical term in the hope that it would land, and it did not. They're um, replacing dialogue with song. Yeah, right. I like that. So, so that made the music to me not particularly clever. It's a little clever. It just wasn't particularly amazing. I wasn't like, oh, I'm going to get that soundtrack. So, and this isn't why. Like, and this is a personal thing for me, not liking musicals because I just I don't have as much fun through all of the songs. Some of them were good, but I found like every other one seemed like it. I, I wish he had a comeback. If they had done less music in when he was in Christmas town um, and then he came back and sang about it, I would have been more interested because I loved his interpretation of it. And I was like, that's fucked up, man. What are you doing? Jack? He's like, well, squish bugs and we'll give those to kids and blah, blah, blah. Um, yeah. I like that. Yeah. But, but when he was in Christmas town, doing all the discovery i just i was like i can see i see what you're doing i see what you're doing i, I think like, it's just about the excitement what's pro- this sure what's this yeah i do too it's it's um mu- the music in musicals is it sets it's the emotion of the character it's sure. the emotion and, and it's, it's the dialogue and it's it's the book it's like the inner the inner dialogue yeah but if song. it is the dialogue it's the inner and dialogue we were watching though. a movie and people were talking about what they're seeing on screen we'd be pissed so why are we cool with them singing about it? Well, I think it's a different application of it, different theories. It's right? it's uh, once again it's but it always comes with the extra added uh, motion and uh, that uh, that resonates with the audience. It, it makes, resonates with me it, anyway. It makes mm-hmm. me think of a live 
a live play, a live musical, which this is like actually the perfect length for. And I did see someone, a, a, a live action person dressed as Jack. He was actually a big gangly guy and he was t- doing all these weird stances and he was singing the songs. That came off much better for me than watching the claymation characters do it. I think that's what it, you're right. That is what it is. It's the, it's that same, they're taking that application and they turned it into a kit, uh, well, a, mo- a, P- a PG or a G movie. Yeah, actually funny little trivia around this is that, um, so Disney did finance this movie, but they released it under the touchstone banner because the Michael Eisner, I think at the time was leading Disney and he was like, this is too freaky for kids. And then years later when the leadership changed and now if you watch it on the Disney Plus, um, it comes up with Disney's, Disney Presents, Tim Burton's Presents, you know. Yeah. So they're they're putting their name back on it because they're like, yeah, this is kind of times have changed. This is a bit more suitable well, And it's kids. also like a beloved movie. Like this is, um, this is, this is like, um, despite the music and, and despite some, I mean, and I do find there's some structure issues at the end. Oh, yeah. Well, that uh, that uh, where the kind of the storytelling falls off in place and stuff, the you just so overwhelmed at, like you said, the amount of time and effort. And it's great because it's so obvious what they what they're they're doing, how they're doing it, that you're seeing it like in real time. Yeah. The materiality they use and the, the, the techniques they're using and stuff that you marvel. You can marvel at that for the length of the movie. And uh, that's almost you enough. Can. Yeah, that's why you almost don't need the sound. So it mo- this movie works on different levels. I will say, from a writing standpoint, that you could have definitely fixed the ending a little bit by doing a tiny little bit of rewriting because it feels a little anticlimactic. It does. He gets shot out of the sky. Yes, and then realizes his mistake. Like which so, I said so to what's Brent. The, what's the lesson here? That was my thing with Brent. Was what I would have done um, is instead of him realizing that I would have had him give up and say, fuck this. And as he's going back to Halloween land, he hears Oogie Boogie and he hears the girl he likes talking and he goes down and, and, and his motivation is to save her. And then he ends up saving Santa at the same time. See, I so disagree with I, that. I, I to just, me, it's to me, he it's, just changes too quickly. No, I don't think so. Yeah. I think well, a, John just said the same thing. I mean, it's a, it's a based on an opinion. I mean, it's, I'm just going to state my opinion. I know. About it. No, wait, I'm going to cut stated. you off. Yeah, okay, no. I'm not allowed no, I'm now. No, 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 tell us, tell us. <laughs> just yeah. saying, I disagree with that because it's, we see all the time in movies that there's a, there's a flash moment where something goes differently and a person has an epiphany and they realize something they didn't know before. That is a common thing to happen. Yep. I mean, super common, like yep. every fucking movie. So the fact that he is doing this thing and he thinks that he is like on this great expedition and he's like on this great pursuit for for this wonderful thing. He's going to be Santa and he's going to give all these fucking people his, his Christmas and all this stuff. And he's going to spread joy. And when he gets shot out and he realizes like they don't like I've, I've failed in this and he realizes that he's not the guy and like he has his own role. And that's that whole thing. When he's singing that thing there, he realizes who he is, is special, but he's not Santa. He has his own, his own place and his own moment. And he comes to that realization. And then he's like, Oh my God, I've got to fix this. And then he goes back 
to me, there is no change experienced if he's just like, well, fuck it. And he just decides to walk back and then he hears Sally and then is like, oh, well, I fucking go yeah, rescue I, her. I, to me, that's shallow and it's not interesting. Well, and it makes Jack actually like less of a hero character. Well, then to me, the turn and the change that happens in him, that's like his fucking his arc. Well, right? well then I would have then I, that and I don't mind that explanation. But then what I would have had him do is instead of him get shot of the sky and just spontaneously figure that out during song. I would have had him going to homes and looking in the windows and seeing the kids being yeah, chased that. by his demons that he's left them or whatever and him realizing that he did not know what he was doing and seeing seeing the you don't aftermath think being shot out of the sky is significant No, enough? he's got to see it. It's it's cuz it just basically his that song is schizophrenic. But he sees it when he's up in the air and well, he's, like, he's like he's like they're celebrating us and then he's like they're shooting at us. Yeah, but let me finish though. It's that song is schizophrenic when you listen to it. I always found it when I was I said to you in the middle of it I'm like this is schizophrenic and yeah, then at I the end disagree. he just comes to the realization if he would have been shot out of the sky and then went to investigate why they would have done this and seen the shit that he had caused and been like, oh my God, like I don't, didn't know what I was doing. Like I was way over my head. I got to go back and fix this because instead he just yeah. gets shot out of the sky and he immediately figures it out on it, his own. It like, doesn't immediately. The song is him coming to grips with that realization. But he doesn't that is see anything that that he gets shot out of the sky that's he it realizes though. that the people are fucking not encouraged and excited by his presence that's but not they're a, not terrorized enough. and trying to fucking kill why why isn't that it enough? wasn't I, enough. I felt the same it just it seemed it seemed and i agree with you that movies do this all the time where they have this thing and then the player flips but it's in the the leading up to it the event that makes it happen and then how they kind of show the show the character coming to that realization it was just it because this is a real short film it just happened really quickly for me where he was on top of the world flying through the sky and then a second later he shot down and he's like everything I just did was wrong that I just spent so much time preparing for it was like the wrong thing to do and now I'm going to fix it it just seemed a little quick to me that's all as motive it, it, you don't need to add much you no. just need to add him him seeing are we what, 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 what how does he come figure put those things together you just needed a little tiny something there a bridge some kind of bridge yeah I was wrong about him saving the girl you're right but he just needs a moment so I heard you saying it's not. We, I just not, don't know that you could add. Yeah, yeah, you could have added two fun. minutes to the movie, and it, it would have fixed it for me. Yeah, Which and, would have and, taken and, and three months to no, shoot. <laughs> that is true, but and that does not mean that this movie doesn't work. I agree. It might have been a richer moment to show more, but I don't yeah, think that yeah. it's necessary. Is all. Mm. Yeah, I just it's such mm. a short movie already that if this movie was longer, then but like why not just give the audience that little kind of bridging the gap? That's all. And and it, once again, that doesn't mean this is a bad movie. I'm just saying that would have really oh, help, course, helped yeah. the help the structure me feel like the journey. You needed was missing more of a, a catalyst beat. for that change. Yeah. Um, did um, okay. Something else for me in the movie. Sally. We know mm. Sally likes Jack. Yeah. Do we ever see that Jack likes Sally until the very end when he's like, "We're meant to be together." I think that I think I think when she sends the basket, he um he has a waves right. Well, he's like, he's really touched. And then he goes to like say hi to her, but she's like, she's run away already. Yeah. So in that moment, you see that he's, that he's becoming fond of her. But I think that this is, we're experiencing through the movie is her pursuit, right? Like she's had a crush. For sure. And then I think this is like her first steps towards, towards like actual pursuing. Him. Yeah. Yeah. Like I totally got where she was coming from. Um, it's just for him at the end to go up and be like, you know, we're meant to be together. I was like, Oh, I was like, I didn't even know you know who she was. Like, have you guys ever <laughs> spoken before? 
So that seemed quick to me as well. This is yeah, another example I mean, of the, this is maybe the first time I've ever felt this way about anything is where th- this movie was too short. <laughs> you could have actually added like oh, 10, totally. 10 minutes to this movie and 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 explored a couple of different avenues. You're totally that. right because it's clear that Dr. Finkelstein and um, and uh, Jack know each other. Yep. It's clear. So Jack would know Sally um, quite well. As maybe just a thing that was created though. As maybe as a thing that's created but she's like clearly a sentient being that's been created and like Dr. Finkelstein creates a new one at the end right? <laughs> releasing Sally there. Cause she, which is also so dark. She just keeps poisoning him. Yeah, I know. I love that stuff. Fucking hilarious. I mean, to me, her and his relationship are are so well written and established. Yeah. And so you would have, it could have been nice if you would have had a little bit more with her and Jack. Totally. Yeah. Which and, been and nice. actually, Colin and I talked about, which is the one unfortunate thing, is that Sally actually was a little flat yeah. as a character. The um, act, the voice actress. Yeah, the voice, Catherine which I think O'Hara. is Catherine O'Hare. Oh, that's um, too bad because I love her. I feel like she dropped, they dropped the ball it, together. I, I think it just might have been intentional. It just might have been the wrong choice for her. Cause, but the thing is, is that she's meant to be like a very downtrodden kind of whatever character. And I think that's comes through in the voice. But I feel like that character um, could have been well served being a little bit more um, dynamic or interesting. Yeah, I guess. she comes off a little flat. So here, here's the thing. Another, she's a piece, though. another, ama- <laughs> another oh, yeah. amazing, well, yeah. yeah, she's literally in pieces. Um, there's, um, <laughs> so Jack, the animated character, uh, had 400 different heads that they used during no the way. filming of this movie. That's and cool. many, I forget how many thousands of, of, uh, uh, puppets that they had. It, it, again, just an insane marvel of technology that's to be commended. However, so Burton apparently used to animate for Disney. Um, I didn't know that. And so he, the whole idea of this came together through sketches that he had created of characters. And he's like, I want to do this. And so they didn't have any story or any idea of what the fuck it was going to be. They had the sketches and he had a broad stroke, uh, I think, um, at a mall one day. That So they say that Burton saw that they were taking down the Halloween stuff and putting up the Christmas stuff. And he saw Santa with the, with the thing. It was like, oh, that's a crazy good idea. And it'll go with these characters that I've drawn. That's all they had going into this. And so then he was like, we need to write the music. And the music was written just around basic characters. And then once the songs were written, then they created all the animation and the rest of the story around it. That's crazy. Which is a super backwards way of doing it because I don't know if this is the right term, but we've talked about this in the in the past where you have an idea and then you ham fist a story around it. Yeah. That... I, I think that this movie would have benefited maybe from a, a solid right to get the story and everything right and then not saying, oh, but it, it has to be Jack with these gangly arms and he has to be like this. So we need to write around that because it kind of left some a few things to be desired from a storytelling perspective. It actually makes... Now I kind of understand why I feel like the writing was could have been better even though like I think this is a solid and classic and amazing thing mm-hmm. that the writing could have been better had they not done it that way and that is i think that's why we're seeing these 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 gaps in these holes yeah. because they didn't have the structure of the story before and they just kind of did everything around music and and images yeah there's room for improvement but yeah overall like really really oh. well executed oh i mean what a it's just, once again like turn it off turn down the sound i would watch this just with the sound off the interesting yeah. thing I read was that um, I think it was Disney was originally pushing for Oogie Boogie to be Dr. Finkelstein dressed up as Oogie Boogie. Huh. And Tim Burton was so infuriated by that idea. He like opposed it, opposed it, opposed it, kicked a hole in the wall, eventually got his way. Interesting. Um, 
But that's like that's a horrible idea. Yeah, that is dumb. Yeah, it is dumb. There is also uh, I was just reading about. And I'm sure maybe you, you saw it, you guys have been reading about it, but they wanted him to do a sequel. Yeah, and because there's uh, so many other trees. Yeah, and they want him to do. Uh, well, he was he, like, he no made way. a joke about like Jack goes to Thanksgiving land or whatever, but he didn't. He just felt like it but would Jack, ruin. It would ruin it, the whole thing. That was what his opinion was. He said it would ruin the. It would ruin this being a classic movie. It's nice to think about, and it's the more is less thing. Don't ever fucking do it. Let's just say, how would Jack deal with Thanksgiving? How would Jack deal with I Easter? Was, well, the thing is that Jack learns his lesson. He learns that his place is as king of Halloween. Like, and it's a fucking. He is the king of this season. Yeah. All the rest of these guys aren't the king. He is the one. Yeah. So one of those trees is basically his tree. And if he all of a sudden decides to forego Halloween again so that he can be the Thanksgiving turkey or whatever the fuck, like, that's so <laughs> stupid. What what lesson did he learn then? Yeah, no, uh, it's so true. It's And it's uh, a Tarantino. I was watching uh, one of his YouTube videos about his, like, 10 favorite movies. No, his, yeah, his 10 favorite movies since he started making movies. And he said Matrix would have been his number one favorite movie since 92 if it wasn't for the sequels yeah he said the sequels put it at number 10 yeah so he moved it from number one to number 10 because of the sequels because the sequels took some of the polish off of it yeah and this is such a classic unique visual this is a visionary like amazing thing that you do not want to to tamper with that yeah just leave it alone let it stand on its own yeah yeah what is it about it, the animation? Like, could, could they have hand-drawn this, kept, like, the character designs, everything in place, just made an animated film, but they had to do it in stop motion. And does that does that add to the allure? Does that make it more watchable to, yes. to marvel at the technology? 100%. Because it, didn't, it yeah. didn't pave the way for better claymation in the future. Like, the, the stop motion stuff was going to exist no matter what. So you got, like... Kubo and the the whatever strings. Two strings. Fucking love that movie. That uh, all Wallace and Gromit are infinitely watchable in Chicken Run. Yeah, they really are. The Wallace and it's Gromit. It's just a, good. But the writing in those is so good, and the character development is so good. Um, um, it's this is like watching a magi- a, ma- a really good magician do like do like uh, the what what, what the sleight of hand stuff where he. He takes things and makes them disappear with such precision and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's like watching someone do an old craft that you don't get to see anymore, and they but they do it so well and it's so impressive that you almost miss it and wish you could see more, but you don't you don't want more. I, I had to watch the shadows constantly, and I was like, "Did they hand draw the shadows?" And they didn't. They just lit the scenes so that you're not only seeing the animation of the characters; it's the the light that they cast and the shadows that they cast that are seemingly animated as well um most of the sets where the characters were were not like were were actually built in miniature and the puppeteers there was like a dozen puppeteers who had to work on this um they just requested that they be within two feet of of any side of the stage so they could reach in and manipulate the things and so then the other trick of this was because everything had to be so fluid for each scene once in a while they would come up with something where a, a light didn't go off properly or a camera wasn't like zoomed in too far. There's some little mistake, one frame that threw the whole thing off and you can't just go back and fix that one frame so they'd have to do the entire sequence again no. from scratch and it happened a couple of times. Why, can't, why, why just... Because you can't like, you'd need to reset up all the puppets and get your camera set up perfectly for like 
70,000 shots ago. Yeah, because if you put one that's reset in the middle of that, there's going to be doesn't too go, many differences. Because you rely on setting them up, moving an inch, take the photo, move it's another inch, look, change the oh, eye. So you have gonna, to reset every... It would be impossible. It's going to look really weird, It'd that like frame. that one shot of the penis in Fight Club. Where yeah. You're like, I saw it. Uh, damn it. You don't know what oh, you did, that's but very, you saw it. That's, that's, <laughs> nice big cock. That's, I mean... <laughs> And that takes such precision and and it's, and commitment and effort. Yeah, and it's then, a labor of love, man. That's what that's one of the things that makes this movie special is that it there is there is obvious love. And yeah. that's the thing is I shouldn't like this movie for the fact that that the it is a musical and 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 some of the way the writing and stuff is, but be, be, it is just it's just this example that like of what people can do and. Uh, mm-hmm that that did that straight outside of they didn't they didn't take the easy route like brent said they could have animated this very easily and told the exact same story yeah in a third the time oh yeah. yeah and you can make it look the same with our 3d modeling and all the rest of that shit you could do this movie you can make yeah. it look clay if you want to yeah but the fact that it is clay and it is deliberate and it's so difficult intentionally yeah is fucking special man it is special interesting and actually, you know what? I revised my 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 idea of musicals because I have been saying that I don't like musicals for as long as I can remember. But I like Moulin Rouge, and I like La La Land, and I like this. So I, what I don't like is shitty musicals. I, I like I like Moulin Rouge. I don't. I'm not. I wasn't a huge fan of La La Land, but that was you guys of the really liked Moulin Rouge initially. Um, well, I, I think did, you didn't like it as much no, on our last rewatch, but I hadn't seen it. Because I hate musicals. And then yeah. when I watched it, I found that I liked it quite a bit, actually. That movie mm-hmm. is fantastical. Yeah, I'll watch Mulan Rouge again. I don't think, I don't, I believe I said it didn't hold up, but yeah. I think there, are, it was the writing once again. It's just some of the singing that but, tears but my the, paint off the wall. Yeah. The writing, once again, in, in this is similar, but it, once again, it overcomes those obstacles huh. because of the. Uh, it's just, it's such a pleasure to, it, visually, it's stunning. It's, fuck, it's so unique. Um, uh, That sounds like almost like wrapping up the call. I mean, this isn't a long movie. Is there any other elements of this you guys wanted to, to chat about or you want to call it? I don't think so. I mean, we could talk about little trivia things or all that stuff all day probably, but at the end of it, I think we've discussed it as a whole. Yeah, on YouTube, there's some great making ofs. You should just go check out. I know another thing I heard, who knows, like Tim Burton didn't direct this. He was just the producer and the conceptualer. There was a different guy who was directing this and, and rumors, whatever that is worth, has it that me, like both of them kind of feel ownership. Like this is really my, I really was the one who bring this to life. And Tim Burton's like, my idea, my drawings. I was on set for 15 days out of three years. This is mine, Tim Burton's movie, not yours. So, Well, do you know what's interesting actually is that Tim Burton and Danny Elfman, who like have like a storied past, yep. um, had such creative differences on this movie that uh, Tim Burton didn't ask him to do... Um, What's it? Dick uh, Wood. Ed Wood. Ed Wood, yeah. He so got he, Elfman. He, or yeah, he asked someone else to come on for that because Howard him and Elfman fucking banged heads so so hard on yep. this. Well, the one thing that we didn't talk about in this movie that we should just a little bit is is there's some such... The characters... Um, so the what's the guy who keeps getting poisoned? Dr. Finkelstein. Yeah. So him, him um, opening, being able to open up his head and scratch his brain... The little tiny things, her sewing herself together. And she jumps off that thing and her fucking body all falls apart. The the mare is like the two-face. Each one of the characters had some unique physical or attributes 
there's little tiny details of these things that are sprinkled out throughout the movie that yeah. you spot in in multiple watches of uh, just these these little tiny details that are funny. There's a lot of humor that's visual. Oh, mm-hmm. totally. Initially, when those vampires were playing hockey, initially they were playing hockey with Tim Burton's head, <laughs> but they changed it and put a jack-o'-lantern in. Oh, really? <laughs> they should have totally still been Tim Burton's head. Ah, uh, I didn't know that. <laughs> that's a shame. <laughs> That's really funny. Yeah, and uh, the little guys who steal Santa. and Yeah, the, the, and that's that's awesome too, is that them as a character in Halloween Land, they are like the best trick-or-treaters. Like, yeah. That, like, it's just awesome. And the Oogie Boogie, and he was made of the bugs or whatever. And yeah, that that's, was the only, that's the only scene in the movie, or one of three, I think, where they did the 24, um, 24 uh, frames. Frames, frames per second. Yeah. One of those is when his bugs get unrailed and they fall in the thing. That's 24 frames a second. Hmm. Whereas most of the movies, 12. Yeah. And uh, I mean, like that's, I think that was the problem with the, uh, the female character that he loved is everyone else seemed to be, have such a better character than her that that's why she comes off a little bit flat, even though she poisons him and stuff. That's the thing is like, she actually is a super interesting and she like, is. like a, like a vibrant character she's poisoning him she's taken the the brave step to like approach jack and send him that gift basket yeah she's a motivated she speaks character. up to him about how bad of an idea it is she's the only one that opposes the idea like the thing is is that it's i think it's i think it was you that said it's just her voice it's just her voice that's not coming it's the through perf- it's the performance because if you consider all of her actions and motivations and everything she's super dynamic and interesting yeah you're right she's a huge pivotal part of this of this show yeah Mm. she she's definitely a proactive character i think i unfortunately i think and i love Catherine o'hara but i think it was her performance Mm. and Mm. someone should have noticed that and said one time she did something a little less than yeah can you do can you can you bring a little bit more to this yeah yeah this may be her her only bad performance interesting interesting all right well we want to call it let's do it who's up who wants to go i went first on insomnia who wants to go first on this John, you, you seemed like you had a more polarizing opinion. I did, yeah, and and for me, this movie didn't hold up. Um, <gasps> I know. So surprised Everyone's to hear that, right actually. in the hate mail. I know, I, it, and it's really because I wanted so much more from it as I was watching it. Yeah. I, I couldn't stop t- marveling at the technical achievement, and then I was just like, I don't know if I, I tried to decide, was it the music and the musical, because I liked some of the songs, but not all of them. Um, I was really strangely put off by the the sing the sing explain a log whatever stuff i just thought the, the, the songs could have maybe not been exactly what they were showing me um so the example maybe I that's use, why i was so easy for him because he was fucking lazy that's what i then i didn't like hearing that because that supported the theory that was going on in my head that they they did they started at the wrong end and the story was the last concern it was just something to get these characters come to life and then it had to be claymation and we have danny elfman and he'll go home and just I don't know, the way that I heard it when I was watching the making of, it sounded literally like Danny Elfman would go home and write a song and the next day go in and perform it for Tim and Tim would be like, change these things. Not like that he took months and the fact that he said it was the easiest thing ever because like really, you come with some catchy tunes, like I can just picture Elfman playing, playing the piano and then he's just, it's not writing music, it's writing dialogue that rhymes and I don't know why I feel a little off about that and then... I thought maybe like it, it definitely now to me and I think with the way things are it's it's more of a kids movie today than anything so I tried to soften up on my opinion of it for that but then I kind of wished it had gone over the top 
Um, cause we've seen so many great, like South park where Santa Claus ends up being kind of a badass and doing some badass things. And I thought the Santa character could have been really interesting. Um, and it took so long for them to kidnap him and get him involved. And Oogie Boogie doesn't show up till much later in the movie. Um, and like Jack's whole, he gets his brain set on this plan and he's executing the plan. And then I, it, when it goes the other way, I'm like, wasn't this what he intended? But now he's like realizing it wasn't the right way to go and it took a shell taking him down to come to that realization. So that seemed a little bit quick to me too. So I don't know. I I just, I left this one wanting more and I was like, if this was like a a 50 minute special on TV, no one would say anything about it except like great stuff. Um, But because a couple of the elements for me just personally weren't there, you know, I wouldn't hate to watch this. It It seemed way longer by the time the credits were rolling. I was like, oh my God, was this thing like like an hour 40 and I was like it was what <laughs> oh my god the relationship between him and and Sally also could have been a little just a little bit better have him show just a little bit more interest because when he was singing in his second song and she was like under the bridge or whatever where he was I was like these people have never met she's just seeing this guy for the first time but I don't think that's actually true definitely I don't think wouldn't that doesn't make sense now because yeah, he's no. the king yeah I know right so but he, just because he's the king, she might have known who he was, but I don't know if he would have known who she was. Anyway, but there was like n- nothing there that was like he's interested, but he just doesn't have time because his plan is so encompassing. Like he didn't show any interest, especially even when he was saying make the Santa outfit. He was like, you have to get this done right on. And at the end, he's like, we were meant to be together. Okay. Yeah, all, so, I, I agree with I'm all, sorry. All, most of the I'm things sorry, that you're everybody. saying. Yeah, and so it just, it, at the end of the day for me, um, not a hold up. This wouldn't be something I'm super pumped to watch uh, again. Hmm. I, I think you're I think you're totally right and usually I would never give something a hold up f- with with the writing like this because for me that's like so important but it's just uh, I mean I really like the music and I I, I mean you're definitely disagreement on that and yeah. uh, and I feel like as kind of limp as the story is it gets made up with by the music and the visuals so um it just it seems to that that floats it which like i've never seen anything do that before usually i don't give a shit if it's technically good yeah are are the special effects or how it looks is if the story sucks i cannot overcome but this just that stuff did this is maybe the first case i've ever seen where that did overcome a lot of bad writing or the structure wasn't great and the characters the motivations didn't make as much sense but but like, God damn it, it's so enjoyable. Like, <laughs> I fucking love all, all the little details, all the, this, they're just such an interesting little world. It's just like going inside this world that is so fascinating. To, so for me, the experience of it overcomes the bad writing. And I don't think I've ever, I don't know if anything will ever do that again. I was yeah. going to say, I don't, think I've, I don't think I've ever even heard you say yeah. that before in my life i wonder if there it's is the some length. bad writing could it though? be the length oh, it's so short it doesn't have a chance to like grade on you it the ending does definitely but but um like it just come the ending is very anticlimactic but it, once again even the anticlimactic ending doesn't completely ruin my enjoyment of the thing it's hmm yeah, I I really and I hadn't watched this in a long time and I probably have seen this less than everybody else too I had only seen it like I think once I've seen or twice. It, I think I've only seen it once. Yeah. So for really me, well I was still, and that might be the problem. Maybe over repeat viewing, 
and me losing that uh, wonder and, and and the magical techniques and stuff they use of that old style. Maybe maybe if I watch this five or six times, I I would. But this time was great for me. Yeah, have like you a, seen it? You've only seen I've it only seen two? it once or twice. Once when it first came out, and Brent, you must have seen this a ton because you have a daughter. I've seen it a ton. Through my my daughter went through a couple periods where she watched a couple flicks repeatedly um this one and Coraline <laughs> there's a magic yeah. to it that is that is it's a magic that's how it feels I it feels I, magical. I guess when I see the magic again the technical marvel that it is because I think the, of the movie as a not hold up then I was like disappointed that it couldn't have been put to better use and I was like if it wasn't a musical and they could have worked on the story a bit more I'd be like just as apt to watch it Maybe have a couple of musical numbers, but not to the intensity it was. But like I said, I can't figure in my brain if it's the music and my opinion of it that that bring that brings the movie to a to a non hold up or if, um, the if writing it's really is not the music at all because the writing for sure is the worst part actually. Yeah, surprisingly, um, because like you mm. said, they didn't really put together a solid screenplay and then and make songs around a good script. It, it makes so many of the secondary characters just showpieces, like the vampires and the witches. They're they're there, but you never get to know anything about them. Uh, the mayor even isn't a f- that fleshed out a character, although he serves a singular purpose of driving things home and being a worry. I, f- I find that that the, all the characters and stuff and it, less is more because it it just really is the world. It's it's about the world of Halloween Land and. Uh, it is yeah. short. Did you say it's 76 minutes? Yeah, an hour. 26. Yeah. Now an hour 16. Yeah, hour 17, I think. Holy yeah, I think shit. Right. Hour 12 when the credits start going. Wow. So yeah, it's, it's very short. short. Well, it's like John said. It's it's, it's totally a special. I, I, yeah. And I believe that John, most of what John said was right and that this could have been a far better movie had it been an hour and a half long. You Maybe, could have yeah. established the relationship better. You could have Jack's fall and his realizations of what he had done could have been fleshed out. You could have fleshed out some of the other characters. Like think about adding 15 minutes. And I like typically would never say that. And I no. wondered if Sally was the main character with Jack as the backdrop with his scheming and his plan would yeah. have maybe made it a bit better because she's That'd the be far interesting. more interesting character that I relate to and understand. It's hard to relate to any of these monsters and the rules of their world. We just don't know. Like they're very afraid that Jack is blown to bits, but can they die? I don't even know. So I, you know, I didn't think too hard about yeah, that. Yeah, that's another thing her, I'll never say again is that this movie would have been far better if it was far longer. Yeah, I don't But think I still think to this day <laughs> that it holds up. Brentos? Yeah. Oh, I don't think it's any surprise how I feel. It fucking it holds it. up. Yeah, I love this movie. <laughs> I, I love this movie. And I'm, but I fucking love Halloween. And like I said, this movie for me is kind of like part of the celebration for that. Like watching it as part of getting excited and having the Halloween carols and I really like seeing all of the stuff. And, and, and I, like, I like the dark, weird world that they have and that it's they built so weird. in Halloween Town. It's, it's so interesting to think about. It's fascinating. This place, right? Yeah, I like, agree. I agree. And and for me, I like the songs. Um, I'm a big fan of Danny Elfman. We've talked about it before on this show. Mm-hmm. It's one of Colin and I's biggest disputes in the yeah, world. Yeah, and I am not a fan. And actually, hearing that he slack ass the songs kind of pissed me off. He didn't say slack assed him. He said he wrote. He said it was quick. easy. So I mean, maybe he was Rocky just was inspired. Written in a weekend and it fucking won Oscars. So sometimes quick doesn't mean bad. Yes, I, and I don't believe that. But I, when people say they write things in like a night, or, I guess maybe they can. I don't know. Maybe Stallone's they like, have. Some. I learned to read and write, and then I wrote Rocky in a weekend. <laughs> <laughs> That's my story. Then I did throw my or no. 
Don't shoot him. Stop him. My mom will shoot. Like when I hear when I hear the what's this song, I like I smile and I get in a good mood. It's fun. All the stuff. Kidnap the Santa Claus. Hit him I with love the that stick. song too. Kidnap Those are my Santa two Claus favorite songs. With, probably is it's fucking awesome. What's this and Santa Claus? The idea that they kidnap Santa Claus is fucking. That's dark what, and awesome. I know that. That's the I wanted that way is sooner. Dark and stuff. I as wanted well. that way sooner, and I wanted Santa to be maybe more of a character, like with maybe a bit of an attitude, because his reaction to what was happening was was hilarious. Like. She's the only fucking normal one here, and yeah. and then I was like longing for maybe Santa to to be like more badass, and and maybe the movie could have shifted from being a kids movie to more of an adult animated cartoon with some some more Sex edgier stuff. stuff. Or what? Yeah, some like Jack fucking Sally in in her like leaf hole and yeah. I t- <laughs> what I the one thing, even though we disagree on the hold up or not, I I will one hundred percent agree that with the sex thing that this <laughs> there should have been more sex for sure in this movie. Yeah. I 100% agree that this is like, this could have been so much better had they really nailed down the script and then also had all the amazing shit they have in it right now. It's 100%. I, I won't disagree that it, that there are spots that could be improved. I, oh, I do yeah. agree with both of you on that. Yeah. But I, I do think overall this this movie is a fucking gem and I think it hits the mark. It's a, yeah. There's nothing like it. And people, like I looked this up on Rotten Tomatoes, it's like 95%. Everyone just says it's it's unbelievable, and um, so I, I do. I feel bad saying what I said, saying that it doesn't hold up. But so I respect. I respect. I don't, no, no, don't, don't take it back. I, I, I respect that. I respect your opinion, and and I should I also I not think it holds up. <laughs> Maybe I'll watch see, it a bunch is, more, and we can we can go down the road and talk about it later. But I I was really taken by it. These are the intangibles of why the show is like works for us that you know it can be like at the end of the day Nat. that emotional I feel like she's a bad connection. influence on you she I can't made you not she like didn't lost like boys and she made you not like this Nat did I make you not like lost yeah. boys me and Brett still blame Nat for anymore. lost boys not yeah. you oh yeah. cuz you have you have too good a taste to make that lost decision lost boys is not good I feel like you were influenced poorly <laughs> you got to watch lost boys again no please don't do that to me uh, <laughs> <laughs> me and John usually agree so the only two movies i think me and John have never agreed on are Forrest lost Gump. boys oh oh yeah Forrest Gump lost boys and this yeah I think those are the three. The uh, rest of them, we've pretty, pretty yeah. Weird, pretty weird that Colin and I agree, and you don't. Yeah, it is. And well, in Lost Boys too. You guys are teaming up Lost with me, Boys, and yeah. I don't like it. No. I bring it on, I motherfuckers. I still think Lost Boys is really good. Me too. It's a great movie, and John's wrong. <laughs> Fuck you. All right. Well, um, an interesting one. Definitely, uh, I wouldn't say controversial, but definitely some differences of opinion. Uh, Which is good. You ha- if you've never seen this, you have to watch it. It's like it's must viewing for for how amazing it is and then do a little bit of research into what went into this this is art there's no denying this is art and you know millions of people can't be right because i'm right <laughs> right okay no just kidding so two two uh two holds up so that means uh it's definitely worth your attention checking it out especially around halloween or even around christmas because you could go either way with this one we're choosing to do this a little closer to halloween so happy uh, upcoming halloween everybody and get out there and enjoy it and come back and join us next time because we love you. All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Have a good week and enjoy your shit. Thanks for listening, everyone. Make sure you follow us on Instagram. Our handle is holdup underscore podcast. You can fire us a comment or two, add a movie to our wish list, and we always post a hint about our next episode in the middle of the week. Feel free to drop us an email directly if you've got some feedback for us. Our email is podcast.holdup at gmail.com. Our podcast can be found where most podcasts are these days. Podbean, iTunes, Google Play Music, Spotify, and Player FM.